Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by just Johnny. How you doing? Johnny's doing good. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show from Switch RPG, we are the one and only podcast that brings you news and information about the Switch RPGs. RPGs, yes. I don't know. We are the uh, only one and only. One and only. I, we are I th- I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Anyways, this week <laughs> we got a lot to go out to. We have the Game Award nominees that were uh, that were. Uh, we got some info. We got uh, some. some mm. We got some. We'd like to talk about that. Um, some Pokemon stuff. Pokemon did release, I think, uh, in between the last episode and yeah. now. So yeah, we, we we can talk a little bit about that. And we have a lot of news to get to. Yeah. Uh, but first and foremost. We want to promote our Discord um, and our socials. So you can go to discord.switchrpg.com. We have a lot of people in there always chatting, always talking about RPGs, like all the time. Um, also, Twitter, at SwitchRPG. Uh, we have merch and a Patreon. You can you can donate or uh, you, you can sign up for Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. I mean, who doesn't have a dollar? Well, I don't have a dollar a month. Never mind. Um, but our patrons I want to kind of shout out to is Hedge Knight, Mike Sprinklins again, DJ Atkins, and Michael C. Thank you so much. I'm for- ready for DJ Atkins. Because of the meat? Because of the meat. The meat? <laughs> He's uh, eating the meat and you, dropping the beat. That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking DJ acting. Uh, so, hey, what are you playing? What am I playing? Uh, shocker, I am still playing Fire Emblem and uh, Smash because that Terry Bogard just pulled me back in. And he that, did. That 6.1 patch, uh, even though 1 didn't do anything, but that 6.0 patch, uh, it just did interesting stuff and you know every now and then i'll just go heavy back into smash but yeah i wish uh, i wish i could get into it as much as everyone is into it eh, smash is so good i, I mean, just it's, can't. it's got everything it's got every it even has rpg elements oh geez here we go it has it literally has rpg elements. literally like what are they what are like they? it's it's solo it's single player game mode uh-huh is is that the one with the old, an rpg the overworld and you kind of go on plot to yep. plot and uh, you have to do uh, certain the world things of light I think okay. it's called, yeah. Uh, you equip... Um, there's probably been a whole lot of RPGs that have had a mechanic like this, but you uh, collect spirits, and then mm-hmm. you equip the spirits to your fighter, uh, and there's two different types of spirits. There's the primary spirit, of which you can only have one, and then there's the support spirits, of which you can have up to three of them equipped, and there's they, they can take up multiple sockets. You have three sockets. Oh, boy. And some are one socket, some are two sockets, some are three socket. Uh, and you can sort of equip them, and each of these spirits offer, not only do they enhance your stats, mm-hmm. RPG mechanics. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, they can uh, give you new abilities that will help uh, you in certain fights, because some of the fights that you're doing, the battles, right. the, the RPG battles, battles. Uh, have, We're not going to call them fights, I'll call them battles. They sure. are battles. <laughs> they are battles. It's a battle. I'll give you that. Uh, because some <laughs> of the battles, you are whittling away there, HP. HP, yeah. Okay. All right. Right? All right. Right. I mean, okay. Come on. Smash right. is pretty RPG. I mean, come on. I mean, Space Emissary was pretty RPG. I think we can safely say that Smash Brothers is 
not really an RPG. It's no, just it's got not. RPG mechanics, which a are great. Lot, a lot yeah, of games lot. have RPG mechanics, you know, <laughs> and you're, you're seeing that a lot. You see the, the blending. Yeah. Um, they take one aspect of a game and they put it in, in their yeah. own game. It's fine. And, but. and there there is a progression to it because not only is there a progression by collecting more spirits, but there's a progression by leveling up those spirits so that the effects that they give you are even stronger. Okay. So you yeah. almost, you almost have me convinced. Almost. There's a whole lot. There's practically <laughs> a breeding system built into it too because you can evolve a spirit i mean it's okay so i mean do we put this in as rpg of the year as well as fighting game of the year as well as game of the year why not because nintendo got robbed oh uh, they got robbed and yeah we're not we're, we're not apparently a certain rpg is not recognized as an rpg so let's just give it to smash ultimate because i mean from all the games that are on that list, well, let's not get into it yet. Yeah, yeah. Until it's time. So, so you're playing Fire Emblem. You got Smash Brothers, yeah. and and you're done. Uh, a little bit of Children of Marta. Oh man, I really that actually is released this today. Uh, at the is time it of the, today, it's today, and um, I have I have to put some together my change to go buy. I really want it. I really want uh, it. If anyone needs a recommendation uh, as to whether or not to get it, get it. Get because it. it is good. Now, I don't know how it controls on the Switch. I can't imagine that the controls are going to be an issue. If not, it'll probably play a little bit better. On keyboard and mouse, the mouse is sort of your aiming, uh, where you're aiming your attacks and where you're aiming. Uh, it works better with uh, with the archer, the the older sister, yep. uh, where you can sort of aim your arrows. Uh, but it's... It might. I think it works like a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's uh, it's Binding of Isaac and Diablo combined together. Uh, I like it, but with way better storytelling than either of those two things. It's it's uh, a bit more of a fantastical, more realized world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's that. It's got the uh, progression of an RPG uh, and less of the roguelike, give me one more time, starting from scratch again. That yeah. Kind of yeah. Those, those are th- those type of mechanics are, are tough. Yep. Um, but just just in general, I was watching because we actually have a playthrough of it on our YouTube channel and just the visuals alone. It looks like a piece of art. It looks real for bit graphics. It looks insanely good. Yeah, it's good. It's not. I wouldn't say it's phenomenal for uh, for sixteen ish bit mm-hmm. graphics, but it gets the job done. Doesn't mm-hmm. get in your way. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the best looking sort of pixel art I've seen, but it is really good. Mm-hmm. It is good looking. Um, they've they did like a uh, rather than add more definition to sixteen bit pixel art, they sort of give you a high resolution view, so you're rendering more of the screen space um so you're able to see more of the world within the frame of the screen which means that the characters are a little smaller smaller you're right so that that's what that means but that that's fine it works well in a isometric uh action rpg mm-hmm. roguelike cool weird cool. hybrid that yeah i mean from what i've seen i definitely want to get it and i think that may be my next and it has co-op next game to get yeah. I, I wonder if the switch is including uh not just local co-op maybe if it, i don't know if it has any online component to it i don't know yeah i'm not entirely That'd sure to know. Yeah. what are you playing um i am playing um my son has been homesick huh, for about a week now and uh i've been playing a lot of games with him playing luigi's mansion 3 <sighs> it is a surprisingly really really good game it looks it looks stunning but 
what really surprised me because I went from playing Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube and then playing yeah. Dark Moon on the 3DS. But then when when I when I first started this, the sound, the sound design <laughs> was like it was like that's what I noticed first was just the sound, the audio quality, and um, just the movement of things, making all these little sounds. It just was was so so. It's done so well. The yeah. puzzle design is done really well. Yeah. I, I like the whole layout of everything. Every floor kind of has its own uh, own design. Um, but for a puzzle game, I, I consider it more of a puzzle game than anything else. Yeah, it it is a um it. I almost kind of want to compare it to uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker because they're but uh, bigger than that. But it's it's one big world instead mm-hmm. of uh, more level based yeah, yeah. type stuff uh, and more action than there mm-hmm. is. You know, there's an actual combat system in that one versus what Captain Toad has. But it is more about exploring the the secrets, the hidden secrets right. that are within each individual room, uh, each individual floor uh, of this very big uh, mansion hotel. Mansion hotel thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing that with him and, um, you know, I'm still plugging away at, at some of the uh, YouTube type of stuff. But yeah, that was a new new addition. Uh, we're, we're almost done. I think we have like two more floors left. We have to rescue Mario and the princess. Awesome. That's... Uh... How, how many hours have you put into it? Um, well, it's I'm playing it with him, so I'm trying to let him do most of yeah. it. Uh, so it's it's been quite a while. <laughs> so, so the first the first uh, Luigi's Mansion is the only one that I played. Uh, but the big gripe with that one, the reason why I didn't score so well, was because it was very short. It was very short. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know exactly how short it was, but this one we have it was less e- than five hours. Yeah, no, this one we have more than more than that. I want to say we have at least 15, 15. hours. That's, yeah. that's solid. That is absolutely yeah, solid. Yeah, and, and, and this is with him running the show. I'm trying to have him discover all the secrets. And you're you're the goo. I'm the goo. You're yes, the goo. I am the goo. And, and uh, so I'm trying to get him to kind of take over and, yeah. and, and do all that. So, yeah. yeah. Lu- Luigi's Mansion, the first one, that game is just so, so memorable. Mm-hmm. Like, I was humming the song like I still remember I've ne- I haven't played the, any of the other Luigi Mansion games other than the first one and it's just that memorable everything about it like how they treated Luigi all the all the weird quirks mm-hmm. about Luigi right. the Mario as he's like right, right. exploring around Mario just so memorable they nailed it on the first one it was just even you know, like the little things again in the first one where he's like humming the song that's yeah. going on in the background that like nothing I don't remember that being done anywhere so yeah, definitely. Uh, if you if you have any kids, that's for sure one game to. Or if you like the Ghostbusters, play. or Ghostbusters, it's a good game in general. It looks like an amazing game. I definitely want to pick it up eventually. Mm-hmm. Very much recommend it. All right, into the news. Yeah. So first and foremost, the nominees for the Game Awards were released, uh, and this caused quite a stir. Now there's there's a bunch of categories I, I really care less about. A lot of the esports, I mean, I have no idea who any of those people are. The sports games, I, I again, I haven't been involved in any sports games for forever. So we'll uh, we'll save the RPG nominees for last. Yeah, I, well, I guess I, I guess we can cover the stuff that would uh, typically involve RPG games. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So uh, do you want to start off with just the big one, the game of the year? Sure. We can go off game of the year. All right. What do you think of for game of the year for this year? What do you think would qualify for this year? Like, um, so my gaming is pretty limited Mm -hmm. uh, to mostly what's on the Nintendo Switch. I mean, I keep an eye on what's going on in the other circles. Okay. But most of my gaming is done on the Nintendo Switch. Although I have played The Outer Worlds, which is a nominee for Game of the Year. I don't think it's a great, it's a good game. Yep. Game of the Year, I don't know about that. Yeah. And it, there is a lot of games this year that are great, just not Game of the Year caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certainly games this year that are worthy of a Game of the Year caliber. Right. And uh, almost none of them made it to this list. <laughs> um, I'd say about half of them are qualified. Now, also keep in mind that that um, games that released last year in like halfway through November right. and into December qualify for this year, right? Which includes Smash Brothers, which, if you ask me, is probably gonna win Game of the Year. Or I would think of this list that that. The game awards are presenting smash I, brothers is by far smash ultimate the the best one there and i've played and beat uh resident evil 2 played through uh uh sekiro i'm at like the very end i haven't beat it yet but i'm very close uh i have no interest in death stranding um i have interest but i also don't have interest I i'm i'm confused about that one indifferent indifferent <laughs> uh control wasn't you know it it was a really good game ju- but not a Game of the Year caliber one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Outer Worlds, as you just mentioned, you didn't feel that was a Game of the Year. Again, it was one. a good game. It was really, I mean, it just, I don't know about Game of the Year. Yeah. So just to kind of reiterate, the, the list goes Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and then The Outer Worlds. Yeah, and the three that I think belong in the Game of the Year discussion is Smash, Resident Evil 2, and Sekiro. Okay. Uh Death Stranding, that one is, uh, you know, if you just look up its average score, you know, anything that's sub 85%, you know, that is questionable territory, whether it should be in Game of the Year. Certainly some of the nominees for other categories are reasonable, but, you know, Control scored roughly the same or a little bit lower than Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised that one's even on here. And uh, The Outer Worlds actually did better than both of those. But what is missing from this list. It's an obvious, it's a glaring omission. Huge. Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Fire Emblem. Is missing from this. And not, not only that, but another RPG, mm-hmm. Disco Elysium, right. which is scoring phenomenally well, is also missing from this list for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think with Death Stranding, there's a lot of discussion about Jeff, uh, Jeff is it Jeff? Uh, Jeff Keeley. Keeley. That's it. Thank you. There's a lot of discussion with him being really intimately involved with Death Stranding. Now, I know he doesn't, he's not in charge of the nominations, but it's just, it's a bad look. It's beyond a bad look. Look, it's so, the, everyone is saying that, yeah, he's not in control, but, you know, at some point you gotta just take it for face value and face value is there is a huge conflict of interest here in no sane world would games that score this low Mm -hmm. like control like uh death stranding uh would show up on a game of the year list discussion and bump out 
very clear bona fide you know, yeah. qualified games right like fire emblem right a game that is on average 89 ish percent right on the metacritics whatever have use or uh elysium which is i think like right around 90 or 91 percent mm-hmm. uh there's also um devil may cry 5 which is scoring really high up there uh what's another game astral chain or Super Mario Maker 2. Like, these are all games that scored, on average, better than each of these other ones, yet mm-hmm. they're not getting the recommendations uh, and, and nominations. Yeah, so that's that's the game of the year discussion. What's even more egregious, I think, is not even having... Let's go over uh, the, the RPG, the best RPG. <sighs> Come on, you can do it. I'm, I'm getting to it. I mean, this is just so disappointing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, best role-playing game. Uh, I mean, what they have listed here is Disco Elysium. Yes, belongs here. Yes. The Final Fantasy fourteen old game, but the expansion did release this year, which is why it's getting nominated. So, they really should uh, say the Shadow... What was it Shadow Breakers or Shadow Bringers? Uh, Shadow Bringers. And Shadow I don't Bringers. even think it should be on the list. I agree. It shouldn't be on the list. An expansion should not be on, on the list. An MMO expansion... Well... You know, if that's off the list, then certainly Monster Hunter Iceborne, which is another one on the list. Right. It's another uh, expansion. Which is another expansion. And Monster Hunter World won our best RPG, I think, last year. As it should. As it should, which is fine. Um, but also missing from last year was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That wasn't even on the list. Yeah, it it, it, and you know, Smash is showing up this year, and Xenoblade Chronicles not showing up uh, last year, not only for this category for best RPG, mm-hmm. but for best soundtrack, of which it should have won, hands down. It wasn't. It wasn't on any list. It wasn't. It was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Not even for art direction, of Nothing. which it had an amazing. Like just a nominee would have been more than enough. Like right. I agree that you know, uh, it, it's not. Uh, it's hard to compete against uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which sure. has like a gajillion dollar budget, so it can throw the money at the art, at the music, etc. I I understand that, but give Xenoblade, give these recognition weird games mm-hmm. recognition. Right, they did throw a bone to Astral Chain on one category, yeah, but. Uh, Certainly, Fire Emblem is not on this list. The other games that are on this list is Kingdom Hearts 3 and The Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. But of those five games, where is Fire Emblem, which is certainly the second best scoring game on average, and Disco Elysium doesn't have as many reviews as Fire Emblem does, so who knows how that would level out. But Fire Emblem belongs in this category. And it's not. It, it's in a it's in a different category. <laughs> it's in a very uh, and it belongs in that category too. It belongs in both. It belong it does belong in both. Mm-hmm. It is a strategy game. It is an RPG. Very and much both of those things. You are making very clear cut decisions in the storyline. You are able to recruit party members, mm-hmm. and you can let people die. Like it's very impactful. The story does change as you play through the game, making different decisions. Now, the grand scheme of the storyline. Probably not so much, but there are other sort of off-the-cuff sure. sort of prologue battles that you do that uh, that open up more characters. There are the support conversations that you will miss out on if characters die. Like there's, there are very clear RPG elements in Fire Emblem beyond that take it far beyond a potential RPG and certainly being. An RPG, like right. it's a definitive RPG. Right. So it was, it was uh, not in best best of the year. It was not an RPG of the year. 
It's in best strategy game. Yeah, and it could have qualified. Uh, so it, that's the only category, by the way, that, mm-hmm. it, that it is on. And in that category, it's going up against Age of Wonders, Planetfall. It's going up against Anno uh, 1800. It's going up against Total War Three Kingdoms. It's going up against Tropico 6 and Wargroove. Now, I mean, Wargroove, I think they're probably throwing a bone. Uh, I have that game on Switch. But I don't, I don't know it. of any other strategy games that would really... What? make that list so i right. i'm not i don't have an issue with with that one no i i don't have no issue with wargroove it just seems like the best strategy game fire Emblem is going to win this hands down right. none of these other games come come close to it not not a single one of them mm-hmm. by a landslide maybe i can see total war three kingdoms but that's not a really good total war game i mean warhammer uh in warhammer 2 total war have brought that game which follows pretty much the same formula mm-hmm. uh has brought it to a new dimension of awesomeness that going to three kingdoms is a step back so just from that alone it's not going to win the this particular category it, it will go to fire emblem right but uh you know that's fire that's certainly a, ca- a category that fire emblem deserves to be in and it's not to say that if fire emblem was in best rpg that it would win that because there are yeah, decent yeah. rpgs in there but it belongs there it the nomination yeah it deserves the nomination and some of these categories do have six uh nominees and best rpg there's only five so you could easily sit fit in a sixth nominee right. just give it the nod it could have also been included in uh the uh best audio right right best, best audio. audio design yep or score i added mine or score yeah yeah. Actually, uh, probably not audio design, but certainly score. Mm-hmm. I would definitely include it in best best score because I mean, you know, Death Stranding is in this. That is a soundtrack. That 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 right. How is that a score? They just they just selected a bunch of songs. Sure, there's I think maybe one or two songs that were created for the game. Big deal, right? Those it's a lot of licensed music. So yeah. why would Again, that even be considered? Death Stranding is in a. A, a lot of categories. Uh, ten. Ten oh, categories. Uh, eight categories and ten nominees or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it's in it's in there a lot. Yeah. Eight or nine eight or nine categories and I know one category has two nominations of Death Stranding, the performance one. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it deserves to be in some of them, but it just yeah. it just does not look I think good. that's more than the number of nominees that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was in last year. Mm-hmm. And that was overkill, the amount of nominations that game had. I'll have to look at one of... Uh... Yeah, absolutely insane. Now, for best score and music, uh, the nominees... I just want to cover this because I do want to give a nod mm-hmm. out to one particular game. Uh, the nominees are uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is a very music-intensive game. And I can see that potentially winning. Kingdom Hearts 3... Uh, Certainly some fantastic music, but I don't think it's going to win the category. Devil May Cry 5 falls in line with my opinion on Death Stranding as well. It's uh, it's interesting, good music, and there's, I think, one uh, unique song, uh, truly unique song for Devil May Cry 5, uh, the signature soundtrack song. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, don't, I don't see it winning out on this category. And then you have the game that I think should win out the category. Surprise, surprise, Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, because, you know, not only is it a fantastic soundtrack and score. It was it a unique a, implementation. It's a gameplay. 
yeah. mechanic. It, I mean, it's it's integral to how you play that game mm-hmm. uh, to go along with the beat of the music. It's just phenomenal. Like that is a fantastic way, if not uh, audio design, certainly something that should go in line with the score. Right. Right. Um, this is just something I wanted to kind of point out. OJ, um, he, uh, his Twitter handle is at Player Essence. Uh, good follow if you like. Uh, oh, yeah, OJ. Uh, so lowest rated game ever to get a Game of the Year nod. More nominations than Smash, Devil May Cry 5, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Astral Chain, and Super Mario Maker combined. Yeah. That's just... Combined, and we're talking about uh, Death like, Stranding. Like I, I, I'd have to, I'd have to fact check that, but I mean, I, I don't see him posting that without having to check yeah. that. But that's insane. Yeah. So, so to sum- all those games. Yeah. To resummarize that that uh, that tweet from OJ, uh, Death Stranding has a lower overall score mm-hmm. than each of those games, and has more nominations than the sum of all of those games. Right. That is insane. And again, like you had mentioned, soundtrack nomination over Fire Emblem despite ha- using licensed music. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah, um, right. So, I mean, I'm going to watch it be- more for the uh, reveals. Maybe there will be something interesting to come Absolutely, out yeah. in, in that aspect. But, I mean, they just... There is a backlash. I mean, there are a lot of people upset. Uh, if you, oh, was it Jeff Keighley today posted something like, all right, send me all the hate or whatever yeah, yeah. about the nominations. Uh, and yeah, I was kind of viewing that thing a little bit and <laughs> saw like a whole lot of, like everyone kind of in agreement. There's too many nominations for Death Stranding and almost little to no recognition of Fire Emblem. Yeah. Which is disappointing. And, you know, there are always going to be some games that are going to miss out on some of these nominees. But that's a glaring omission. Yeah, that, that's think. always going to happen. Uh, I mean, Cadence of Hyrule could have been thrown in as a nominee for some of these other categories. Also, I mean, come on, family game, yeah. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> really, really, a workout game is a family game. Like, they, they're just throwing some of these games in completely wrong categories um but you you kind of you you missed the the entire thing about fa- the family game it's all it's dominated by nintendo no no, no. i saw that too they're, they're all nintendo yeah. games they... so you have luigi's mansion 3 ring Fing- ring fit adventure uh super mario maker 2 super smash brothers ultimate and yoshi's crafted world so they're all nintendo games all of which except for ring fit i played yeah. with my son so i'm doing something right yeah <laughs> So, yeah, what do you guys think of the Game Awards? Uh, I think a lot of people are souring on it this year. I don't remember it being this bad last year. This this is bad. Last year was all right. The year before was pretty good. I mean, Breath of the Wild won um, as most people expected it mm-hmm. should have. But um, that was, it was going, I mean, I know you don't care really for good. Persona, but Breath yeah. of the Wild was going up against Persona 5. Yeah. So and, and last year was a little baffling because... Everyone thought, because it was just Red Dead Redemption winning everything over and over and over again until Game of the Year, where it's like God of War. It didn't make sense, right? It didn't make sense, but it made sense, because God of War is the better game. Right. God of War no, definitely. is absolutely phenomenal. But Red Dead just won everything else it was in. It did. And, it, you know, when you looking back at it now, mm-hmm. you know, a year, almost a year later, like it made sense because yeah, Red Dead Redemption was a show of excellence via just throwing as much money to get excellence as possible. Right. That's what that was. Uh, but you can't fault God of War because God of War was excellence 
yeah. throughout the entirety of it. Game direction. I hope it won best game direction. I, I can't remember. I don't remember either. Because that game was super well directed. I think it did. Okay. There was no way Red Dead Redemption was better directed than God of War. God of War is probably the best game directed game I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, before we move on, it was Fire Emblem that was snubbed. Astral Chain was definitely snubbed in a few categories. Um, uh, I don't I don't think so. I think it should win in its category, which is the action, best action game. Okay. I think it should win it, uh, but that will be a tough call. I'll understand if it doesn't. It could have fell into action-adventure. That's the other category I think it could have uh, been placed in. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, what do you think is going to be the overall game of the year of these six nominees that we have? Um, I think just it's going to be Death Stranding. I just have uh, I just I that that, that uh, would that experimental would walking simulator is going to win game of the year. I I, I really don't doubt you, it. You honestly think I that? just feel like everyone is, is. What do you want to win? How about that? Uh, I would say the Outer Worlds only because the I, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Yep. I I don't play Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um. Although I I own the game, I played a little bit of it. It's just not my thing. So, of these games, like just from so resident evil 2 is probably the best game that came out this year yep. or uh you know this actual year and not counting uh early last year but to count early last year even though i think resident evil 2 is the best game this year i'm docking it a little bit because it is a remake it is a right? remake it is a remake so you have to i would dock that just a little bit not to say that they didn't do a fantastic it's all practically unrecognizable from the original right 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 uh so it is awesome but Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is such a grand money thrown at at a thing at sheer excellence. It is the Red Dead Redemption of of this particular year of nominees. My vote would abs- absolutely be to Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's the best. To me, it is the best that a fighting game can ever get. It's the biggest a fighting game can ever get. Uh, and that is a factual truth. It has beaten Street Fighter 2. It is the number sales, one. Yeah, right. It is the number one game. Just, uh, just, game of all just time. wait until the next iteration of Smash Brothers Ultimate, and they cut the character lists. Yeah, like, like in to half. like in yeah. half or whatever, <laughs> and then everyone's upset about it. Like we'll have Pokemon all over again. Yeah, this there's no question about it. This Smash Bros Ultimate is so special. Not only is it the biggest, which it should have won best soundtrack. I don't think that that. Any other game, uh, sh- it should have been nominated for a certain mm-hmm. for best soundtrack, and it would have won because it has over a thousand tracks by this point with all the DLC right. that's been added. Yeah, that's a lot of. It's either close to it or over a thousand tracks. It should win. Not only is it a uh, that many, but they reorchestrate a lot of these songs. Some mm-hmm. of the Castlevania songs were re uh, reorchestrated pieces, uh, like or remixes or or reimagining like that soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal phenomenal probably should be in there over uh death stranding then yeah there is no there's likely a no other time in history where we'll get another massive collaboration like smash bros ultimate this game needs to be celebrated for for the the monumental the accomplishment that accomplishment it is. that it yeah. is yeah and Sakurai is He's an amazing uh, creator. I'd like so. for that dude to just get some sleep, though. Yeah, like, I think he's finally gotten he's, some sleep. He's fine now. I don't know. He got all these fighters still to come out. He's probably my favorite uh, game developer at right. this point. Well, I, I mean, I don't know his his whole history. So he's on Kirby 
and this, right? Uh, Smash yeah, he, he's done, um, uh, what you call it, Kid Icarus, right? Uprising. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. And, and he's done other games. Sure, sure, sure. And to say that, you know, Smash, I mean, he's done every Smash. That's, that's a big deal. <laughs> right. A bunch of Kirby games, you know. Yeah, he's really intimate with yeah. Smash. All right. So, moving on. Yep. This is something now, we're going to get off the rails a little bit. This is not Nintendo Switch related, but this is... It could be. It could be. This is something I'm really passionate about. We are. We we are. Well... I've dumped a lot of hours into... uh, Into what we're going to get into. Okay, so we had ExileCon this past... Was it this weekend? It was this weekend. Okay. Uh, I think that's held in New Zealand. Anyway, uh, so there was a lot of news to come out there. So they announced a new expansion for Path of Exile, as well as they are working on uh, Path of Exile 4.0, which they are, they're calling Path of Exile 2. Um, so Path of Exile 2 got an entire, entire uh, a graphical overhaul. Yep. Um, it's running on the same engine, but it just looks it looks better. It's a significantly improved iteration of the engine. Yeah. So they, they, they it seems like they've really got their hands on, you know, better, the grasp yeah, on the Better engine. physics, better lighting, mm-hmm. uh, better, uh, uh, I, f- I forgot what some of the special effects that they were, that they were adding in there. Uh, you could think of it like reflections. And like, stuff ray, like that, is it called ray, ray tracing? And ray all tracing of, yeah. a, of a certain degree. I don't know if they said ray tracing. I think though. they did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. They've, they've improved. It's you like an entirely. Yeah. You can clearly tell visually yeah. it's an improvement. Okay. So yeah, Path of Exile 2, uh, a number of changes in there. So they're keeping the passive skill uh, tree. I guess you can call it a tree grid. Um, the expansive, they're they said they are keeping it. They also haven't. They they are changing it because they haven't revealed it. They specifically they, chose not to reveal. They didn't it. reveal it, but they said they're they're, they're still having it. They're still keeping yeah, it. Yeah, because it, you will be able to take your character from Path of Exile and play. So this is going to be presented as a. The reason why it's called Path of Exile Two is that it's going to be another full-fledged campaign right so i think it has another seven uh chapters acts or whatever yeah on top of the 10 previous yep yep um so they're gonna have some iteration of that giant skill tree yep okay passive skill tree i think they're gonna change it but i could be very very wrong on that but i think they're gonna they're going to refine it in some I hope uh, they don't fairly change it. significant way, but still keep it like this big, massive, yeah. <laughs> awesome thing. I hope they don't change it much at all. But one big change were the, in this, um, and I think it was a complaint for a lot of players, was the skill gems. Yeah. Um, so the skill gems basically define what skills you use, and they are attached to armor. Uh, and in this armor, they're... Uh, it's kind of diff- I, it's kind of difficult to explain, I guess. Well, they're not attached to the armor. The way to utilize the skill, the skill gems is to socket your armor pieces with them. Right, and then within the armor set, you, it's depending on the armor piece. So, say for a chest piece, you can have up to six sockets, um, all of which can be linked together if you if you get the right drop for it. Yeah, uh, if because it. These, you know, in these types of uh, uh, looter games, the gear you're getting is going to be randomized and the sockets on the gear are going to be randomized. And not only are the sockets, how many links they have 
uh, put together is randomized. And colors but or the whatever. colors, yeah. so the type of ge skill gem that you can socket into them is going to be randomized as well. So, and the colors, there's three particular colors, red, green, blue, and these colors pertain to the three main categories of classes mm -hmm. or, or the three primary stats of being dex stats, which is like uh, ranged physical attacking or, or quick daggery type stuff. Then there's the red, which is like the stronger Strength. stuff or the tanky stuff or the higher health stuff. And then there's the blue, which is the more magic damage uh, shield. Uh, um, the What was the magic shield called? Was it just magic shield? Yeah. Magic shield stuff. Uh, so... Each of these colors would pertain to that, and the skill gems would pertain to those particular colors. So your magic spells would be mostly blue gem-based things. Your uh, melee combat abilities would red. be on the red gems, sure. etc. cetera. Uh, and depending on how you socket these things, uh, and if they are linked, you can take a skill, which is like uh, a stun attack. Uh, and then socket it with a, a support gem with support gems that would say uh, whatever this gem is supporting it attacks three times so now your stun attack if it has that support gem socketed into it will swing at the same enemy three times but you only clicked once right so weird awesome complex uh, combinations could be done there and what they have done is they have removed yeah. that from your gear and now have put it effectively on a page on, on its own separate page of which those gems will remain on that page so long as the gear that you are replacing has the same number and color of sockets so i don't know how much this is actually going to save as far as headache stuff it certainly is better to have it on its own page it'll save you the the uh the grind of having to find linked um sockets out in the wild because they're all going to be linked no matter what now and is that what they said yes oh they that will, is a big difference that is a huge difference yeah. especially when you're starting from zero uh or trying to rebuild a character all the gems will now all the sockets are linked so it's guaranteed linked yes so it's now it just becomes an issue of coloring right. and getting more sockets. So your right. progression will be tied to the number of sockets that a chess piece or a uh, two-hander weapon is going to provide for you. Right. Uh, and you don't have to worry about getting that particular uh, consumable item to re-roll the socket uh uh, connections, Link, yeah, the, the links, links the number of links. And getting that sixth link is super, super hard. And expensive and if expensive. you try to go that route. Yeah. And, and this is a major problem with Path of Exile. It, it turned the end game of Path of Exile into like such a hard grind yeah. in order to, because you want to min max these games. And that's the, I mean, that's essentially once you get to the end game, that's what you're trying to do, yeah. just be the ultimate. Yeah. beast there but you know in when you have the passive skill tree system as big nuanced and complex that path of exile uh has i don't think you need that extra level of min maxing mm -hmm. on on your gear to that degree right it was a little bit too extreme where you still had the affixes that are on your weapons you know the the rare weapons the legendary weapons sure. the artifact weapons and whatnot where they'll have multiple sort of magical affixes does you know extra poison damage etc so you know to have all of those things compounding with one another was a bit too much yeah so, so I, I, yeah. I think with the new system here it's it's gonna it's going to make that end game a yeah. little bit easier. Um, but 
Yeah, they, they, I think they added new classes as well. Two new classes, I believe. Yeah, uh, they, had, they had some new classes. And then they also, you know, it says here, 19 new Ascendancy classes. So I never, I stopped playing before they added in the Ascendancy mm-hmm. uh, uh, classes that they have in there. But now they're going to add in another 19 of them. Now, right. from what I understand, the Ascendancies weren't that important. When you open up the skill tree or the passive skill tree, you can see where these are. They're like sort of in their own little island of skill skills that you can unlock. Uh, and they didn't seem that in, that they are important, but they didn't seem like that that extra level of complexity. Like, to so it. Maybe, it was just more passives. They yeah, use. right, right. No, I, I think I like the ascendancy class skill trees. So um, I, maybe they improved upon it from the last time you played it. And when I played it, I actually preferred to use. Well, it wasn't some, there when I played. Okay, so yeah, no, I, I, I think adding these new uh, ascendancy classes is going to really change the game even more. So, uh, so yeah, they've added new equipment. Um, like I said, they added uh, something called shape shifting. Uh, I think it might be a, that looks cool. Yeah, it might be a class of its own. Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure how that really worked. Uh, so it it looks like they copied Diablo Four <laughs> Druid and just decided to just make tie it to skills like like Diablo did. Yeah. Um, I think it was when you use the skill that requires the shape shift, you turn into the shape shift like how Diablo Four does it. Yeah. I think it's pretty much that or it could be on its own button i'm not again i i'd have to look it was a it was a long um yeah. long uh, opening conference there so i'd have to re-watch that to yeah. kind of refresh my memory but on how up. how Shape that shifting. worked yeah it looks it looks really really good uh but one of the things i really took out of it and, and i don't know if you've watched the video of I, the path I, of exile mobile i didn't watch that one no okay <laughs> if you can Go back and watch it. it. I don't even know if it's a real thing. And I'm being honest when I say this. Okay, I, I definitely watched a video about someone talking about how much it did stuff. Right. Because when when they're um when they discuss path of exile mobile they go about you know this is something that we we want to explore we like we did the free to play thing we did the you know we don't use ads all this stuff but um but when they they show this one guy i i think he's talking about like the environment or or something to that effect they show his name and then they show um oh, wait what is it um fall guy mobile fall guy or something like that <laughs> almost kind of making fun of what diablo did with diablo immortal not almost Okay. They were absolutely <laughs> making fun of Diablo Four or uh, uh, Diablo Immortal. 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 So the, I, the announcement process, yeah, and how much of a failure that was. Right. So um, again, I don't know the gameplay. They showed gameplay of something. Uh, yeah. So maybe they do have something kind of really work in there, and it looked like a a grade, like a step back really step back version of what path of exile actually is even like the what we have right now yeah and and it's your typical uh icon layout where you you're gonna hold the bottom left and right edges of the screen so uncomfortable. and you'll have like a radial for where your thumb can press onto to hit the different abilities and yeah, move your there character. were it didn't look like there were many abilities from what from what i saw to use at th- one time yeah i think i counted five yeah I, right I think hand. it was four or five abilities yeah. Uh, they did it all in it's almost, that's enough 
enough. Yeah, and it, yeah, no, it is enough. But they did it all in stages, so it is set for again the mobile universe. What you have is you have shorter play times, things like that. So again, why can't this be something like this be on the Switch? I don't know if I would want a mobile I, version. I think that is what's going to happen. I don't want the mo. I don't want the mobile version. I want the for real right. version. Well, we're not going to get the for real version without it changing in some relative degree of way because it needs to you can't take a game that controls with mouse and keyboard and easily port it over in in a isometric type of way i played it path over. of exile predominantly on a console what xbox it's on xbox it's on xbox it's on xbox I so i've i've played path of exile like i said mostly on on okay a, on xbox yeah i completely forgot it so it over to console what what the heck that was like two years ago right? yeah, yeah yeah forgot about that let's like and it works it works fine it works beautifully and what is it your skills are mapped to buttons buttons um yeah what's the right stick used for Target? um i i it's, shoot you put me on the spot here I, I i don't know i'd have to i have it's been a while since i played it all right would you rather play it that way or play it PC way? That's the way I'd rather play it. I'm not a PC player. Okay. Right. I, I'm like a bumbling idiot on a PC trying to play a game. Like, even when I was playing in Guild Wars a lot, yep. I was a bumbling idiot. Right. I, look, it's absolutely possible to get a game like Path of Exile to work on the Switch. Uh, the engine isn't that good looking. I mean, it's... But that's what I mean. I, I it's, mean. it's fine enough. It'll work. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got Diablo 3 running on the Switch, 60 frames a second. Fine. Perfectly fine. And I never would have guessed Diablo 3 would ever press the Switch, uh, tax it too heavily. I mean, it's a last-gen game. Path of Exile is a last-gen game. Mm -hmm. Not not the new update that they're doing with, with the yeah, that's Path totally of Exile different overhaul there. Path of Exile 2 or whatever. That would certainly tax the Switch, but they could absolutely do it on on the switch and i hope they do i hope they do port that game over they should i would i would absolutely no life that game again yeah. if it was on the switch yeah all right so that's free to play too it is a free to play and uh, i don't want to i don't want to say this out loud i've i've played a lot of that game and i've probably spent five dollars just on increasing my inventory space and that's it just from look and that's a there's a ton of content yeah. in that just from playing a free-to-play game is enough to uh to reward the developers mm -hmm. obviously giving them money uh buying some of the micro transaction stuff or cosmetic stuff helps them out way more but just from being an active player in that game they they definitely do appreciate it so yeah it's don't, don't think that you're robbing them to a certain degree right right but it is an incredible game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Path of Exile. Oh my God, please. Moving on again, like we mentioned, Pokemon. Uh, we got some sales numbers. I know you you like digging into these things. Yeah. So Famitsu sales numbers came out on Pokemon, and they are uh, pretty big. Uh, it's uh, in total, if you take uh, the sum of Sword and Moon, uh, it's being reported. This is, I think, only three days of the week, and mm -hmm. it sold one point three. Uh, million over that, but 1.3 million copies. That's insane. Uh, which is uh, the biggest opening week for any Switch title ever. That's incredible. And this is a game that um, I don't know about o over there in Japan, 
But here, for some reason, it was really toxic. It was a very toxic community here. It got a lot of negativity. It's going to sell like hotcakes over here. But absolutely. But it seemed like they weren't affected over there at all. Like they don't, they didn't care. Like, why do we care so much about some of the stuff? Right. So people being toxic are older people. Huh? Who You're talking about me? Are typically a, uh, more inclined to get butt hurt uh-huh, uh, about uh-huh. trivial things like not having a full Pokedex. I'm not talking about people like you. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, and they're complaining about a game that's targeted for kids. Kids, yeah. Like Pokemon is a game that's meant for kids to uh, young adults. And I think that- and, and everyone else, certainly, but the target demographic is kids. Like, and it's like always been like that way. Teen. And it's always been that way. And I think what what's happened is that the core Pokemon or audience, like the main, like the initial Pokemon audience has grown up. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing these older people that have this connection to a lot of these older Pokemon. But again, like you had said, the game is not meant for you. Sure, you have this nostalgia factor. It's a new game. Everyone wants to play it, but it's not really targeted. It's not really meant for you. Yeah. It, you know, at some point you just gotta like enjoy the fact that there is a console. Like we should celebrate the fact that finally we have an HD console, big RPG Pokemon experience. It's not the one that we all want, right? Mm -hmm. The one that, what I would imagine we all want is the big giant open world MMO Pokemon. Oh boy. I think everyone wants that. I want that. Sure. I've wanted that since MMOs were a thing. Right. <laughs> since that started to become since, ever since World of Warcraft uh, was announced, uh, everyone was like, Pokemon should be the next. It, it, and it, would it could crush. be. And there, it would crush. Sure. It would pull bigger numbers mm-hmm. than World of Warcraft. And it would sustain those numbers potentially for as long as World of Warcraft has. Right. Like they are, the Pokemon company is insane for never being able to sort of uh, dive into that dive or into experiment that. with that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, you're seeing a little bit of that with the, the wild area, I, I guess. There's a little bit of experimentation there. But typically, Game Freak sure. and Pokemon Company are not really known for experimentation. Well, here, here's their problem. They are not good software developers. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the honest problem. They are not good. Like, Pokemon should not be struggling. Uh, graphi- is graphically not that impressive. Uh, it's not bad looking, but it's not that impressive. And it's certainly not something that looks like it would tax the Switch, yet it taxes the Switch. So that, to me, is bad software development. And this is not like a one-off thing. If you look at the very first set of Pokemon games, right? This company is so bad at software development that they had to go to um, the president that died. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Miyamoto? No, no, no. no. Um, Iwata. Yes, yes, yes. They had to go to Iwata. And Iwata had to fix the major glaring performance and bug issues that were in uh, the original Pokemon games. Or It might have been yellow or red and blue. I, I forgot where he started but if it wasn't for a water pokemon would not be as big as what it was and it was because the company who makes pokemon they're not that good at, as developers they are the idea people they are certainly great <laughs> idea people from back then like yeah, their yeah, ideas yeah. haven't really evolved right or changed and i've that always much. and i've always said that their 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 narrative is 
essentially the same. They are great marketing people. Sure. They have done a phenomenal job uh, because they were able to, they're really good project managers, right? That's what I think they are. They are, they really excel at because to put together the merchandising, Mm -hmm. the anime, the, the dual to triple uh, multi-game releases uh, to have this many, these many games uh, release over over this relatively short period of time. Uh, it's been what twenty years of uh, Pokemon. More more than that. Uh, a little it? bit more. A little yeah. bit more. Twenty years. Yeah. And they've released quite a few games, quite a few intellectual properties, spinoffs, and and all sorts of things and merchandise. It's the number one uh, entertainment franchise ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got their hands in, like you number had mentioned, they're in everything selling grossing like mm-hmm. top grossing when you include everything about pokemon all the merchandising and the games and the movies and the anime mm-hmm. like all of that yeah they're everywhere it's yeah. the number one recognized franchise best selling franchise etc I, I i believe that yeah but software developers not that good and you can tell in in pokemon sword and shield yeah it's too bad they're getting there I, I mean, maybe at some point I will get the game when, like, I'm bored and I have nothing else to play. But as of now, I don't know that I'm going to pick it up right now. Yeah, same with me. I just have uh, other games I need to play through to completion before I start mm-hmm. picking up more new games. And Pokemon is, you know, if it scored better, if it was doing being a bit more adventurous with, uh, with changing up the formula, I would absolutely pick it up on the spot but because the reviews are a little bit more disappointing than what i was expecting and uh learning that the game isn't as revolutionary as what i would have hoped i mean they were praising this game uh under the same tense as a pretense as a breath of the wild no they they did say that it's not not even close (laughs) it's not. not even close but to them it was I don't know if they're hyping it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's probably some of that too. They're hyping it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's there's you, nothing revolutionary about this. Yeah, uh, you, you know what this company needs to do? If they were smart, we're gonna write a letter to these guys too. Here's what here's what I would do. All right, if I was running a Pokemon game company, <laughs> I would, knowing that Nintendo is your buddy, I'd say, hey Nintendo, hey buddy, can you? Uh, we need some help making the next Pokemon game this big, giant, open-world, amazing experience. Could you perhaps get the Monolith Soft people? They know what they're doing. To, to sort of help us out here, you know, Something. make this awesome, big, giant world that's massive, multiplayer, mm-hmm. open, uh, and just completely uh, an awesome world to they, explore and that experience. Would, that would never happen. But in a million get, years, that would—I know what you're saying. You're with me, right? Right. No, I'm definitely with you. But that would never happen. There's no way, no way that Pokemon Company or Game Freak would reach out and ask for help. Well, the I mean, Zel- the Zelda team got help from Monolith Soft, right? And I understand that. That would just—I don't see them doing it. They've been the same stagnant yeah. franchise for over 20 years. They won't do it. They won't do it. And they have reason for not doing it because they're making hand over fist money. Yeah, they don't. They don't need to worry yeah. about it. And even their um, again, I know it's Pokemon Company, Game Freak. I kind of lump them in as the same same thing. Uh, Little Town Hero kind of is mediocre at best, uh, and that was a Game Freak uh, title, uh, which I think a lot of people had. M- 
higher expectations for. It just didn't hit it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving along. Poke- oh, 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 I, apologize. I just want to point out one little you got, thing. You got one more thing. Luigi's What's up? Mansion finally sold better than Persona 5R. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has bested it on total sales in Japan. So nice, nice. That yeah, well, that's Go, Luigi. Persona 5R. So that's like the second iteration of Persona. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Luigi. Um, all right, so we're just going to kind of run down this uh, these news topics a little quicker. So uh, we have this is a this one I just threw here. Uh, yeah. This is uh, a Dragus um, Games, I think it's what. Yeah, Dragus Games. Um, they put out something that they're going to be releasing in on for Christmas, I believe. It's a game called Drogen Dungeons of Ink and Paper. That's all- in one image. This was a tweet. One tweet, and and it's an image of uh of like I said, Drogen. So it's a wordplay on dungeon, dungeons of ink and paper, and it's a black and white image that it's on, and it looks like it's just drawn. Uh, it's kind and, of a crude sketch too. It's not like an impressive sketch, nope. mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's a uh, I don't know light inking. Uh, I don't think it's a pencil sketch, but yeah, and it's a big giant sword stabbing the ground the sword kind of looks like an elevator building tower thing obelisk thing yeah Yeah. and there's like little tiny people um like it's a very pulled back view and then on the bottom right corner you see that switch and and it says it's going to be available uh in december one month from now so i'm kind of curious i just something to keep our eyes on uh as to what this is it it almost gives me the west of loathing vibes a little bit only because it's more it's really because it's black and white Yeah, yeah 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 uh so yeah uh we got some more fairy tale news i don't know if you remember uh we kind of spoke about it a little bit it's a very anime-esque game uh fairy tale uh we they're doing a special live stream in november uh, on november 30th uh so we'll have a better look at the game there as well as they've kind of just announced some playable characters i think is um i think one two three maybe four playable characters yeah, and that stream will also be available on YouTube. On the YouTubes. Yeah. It'll be in Japanese, so yeah. good luck with that. If you can get by that, I, I tend to just kind of, you know, I guess mute it from my brain. Um, it doesn't bother me that much. But they again, what they're announcing is they, they got some new characters as well as doing a special live stream. Yeah, and, and they did mention some like little tidbits on gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. and none of these seemed all that special to me, like a uh, couple of looking like randomly activated abilities, passive abilities. Mm-hmm. One thing that looked interesting was the Unison Raid. Uh, says here a combination <clears throat> magic attack between two characters. So, dual techs? Yeah, kind of interesting. Down for that. So, they yeah. combine their powers... Uh, to do an attack that's that's that th- that's gonna have to be something that's visually impressive because otherwise it'll just fizzle out and well the game does look good so yeah yeah so yeah keep an eye out on that uh another thing that was kind of recently um announced uh i'm not terribly familiar with this game but snack world yeah uh world of the dungeon uh, no, not World of the Dungeon. What is it called exactly? Dun- the Snack Dungeon Crawl. World, colon, the Dungeon the Crawl. The Dungeon Crawl. Yep. It looks interesting. Not necessarily the animation, um, but the actual gameplay Oof. looks interesting. That What we're seeing it, here, it like looks claymation. like claymation, yeah. really uh, ju- like, juddery claymation. Chibi, chibi 
clay maybe? Yeah, that's a chibi word again. God, that's such an ugly word. You don't like that word? No. It just sounds gross. I, what would you call that? I fine, chibi, I, I guess. I if you have a better word, I'll use it. I don't have I told you. It's anime hobbits. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> so they are anime hobbits. I know they're not hobbits. They don't have big hairy feet, whatever. Um but it's it's a kind of a it's a dungeon crawler. And apparently this is it's again it's coming over from the west Where and is the gameplay you may not see it in in that announcement this yeah. is just an announcement trailer so it's going to be mostly yeah it's going to be mostly um cg type of stuff there we go i, I found a uh, one hour long video of gameplay well we're not gonna stay here and watch we are an hour. not i just want to <laughs> see what this girl this game is all about okay there we go. It still looks very chibi, but the uh, in-game art is not uh, claymation. claymation. So you don't see like the the disjointed stutter stutter animation movements or anything like that. It's you know a very typical uh, average-looking 3D characters, mm -hmm. um, very saturated coloring. Uh, so it has that kid-friendly uh, younger audience. Um, Sort of vibe. To it reminds it. me of uh, the Dragon Builders. Uh, no, um, mm. not Dragon Quest Builders. Builders that yeah. that sort of game, which again is not not my thing, not yeah. my thing. But uh, so th there's certainly RPG mechanics on here. You can looks like there's gear and equipment and stuff like that. Um, eh, me, me, yeah. It, it's it's very light looking. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing it's multiplayer. It seems like it's it will be multiplayer. Yeah. But anyway, there there's an audience there for it, and they really seem to like it. So we got a little bit more information. I think that's yeah. come. It says it's coming on Valentine's Day for 2020. Look, I am happy to have this game uh, prove me wrong uh, regarding me assuming it's a mediocre fest. So <laughs> yeah, you know, prove me wrong. Prove I'll, I'll me be more wrong. Happy. But it is an action combat system. So, mm -hmm. so um, no 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 turn based stuff. So that's always nice. Speaking of action RPGs, Minecraft Dungeon finally gets a little bit of um, a, a release window, I guess. Before they just said spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. Now they've kind of just said, hey, it's coming in April. So we got a release window of April 2020. This is a game I'm actually really interested in. I, I like I'm into the Minecraft world mostly because of my son. He loves playing Minecraft. And I'm playing along with him. So it's got all the characters I'm familiar with and probably that he's familiar with, along with a lot of extra stuff, a lot of spells. And and it's just, I don't know, it looks really, really fun. So I'm excited to kind of play this with him. And Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a Diablo-style game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> practically, it almost seems like every single game that's coming out now is Diablo style. It's either like hardcore RPG or it is like bubblegum uh, action RPG a la Diablo. That is the next story. How did you, What a segue. Yeah. It almost like you knew what the next story was. Yeah. But I'm very interested in Minecraft Dungeons, very much keeping an eye out for that one. Um, so speaking of Diablo, like you had mentioned, Darksiders Genesis shows off some new abilities, environments, and creature cores. Now, I'll admit, I did play this a little bit at e when I was at E3. I wasn't impressed. Ooh. I really wasn't impressed. 
everything just seemed very muddy to me everything blended in but this this new trailer that they're showing off shows different environments so now we instead of the the browns and the reds kind of like the drab um just kind of all blending in together they showed off some different environments which actually look really kind of interesting um, this is actually what we're, what he's watching now is the, that's the, what I saw at E3. It was, there was, it's very, there's no v- variety of color. Just, I don't know. It just looks, doesn't look good to me. Well, it feels in place. I mean, the graphical style is going to be very familiar to you. Um, if you've played Darksider games, it looks like a Darksiders game, but Diablo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's an ARPG. I don't know about, um multiplayer aspect because i didn't really get i don't know that that's even been talked about uh they so on the reveal trailer they did have um the new uh horseman Mm -hmm. and then towards the end they show that war is joining in right Uh, but that's only two so so that's two so it's potentially uh a co-op i don't know if there's gonna be i mean there are four i was gonna say there should be four but that would be awesome if it was a four-player diablo-esque now they have a jump button that has me excited. Yeah. Well, this traversal, just like with Darksiders, you're going to have uh, ledge climbing, jumping, flying, uh, all of which you had to do. But it's almost got that twin stick sort of sort of feel. Yeah, but this is a Diablo-style game mm-hmm. with a jump button. That has me excited. I like jump buttons uh, <laughs> because they add something more than yeah. just the dodge roll mm-hmm. uh, that, that these types of games had. You know, if you could... If you could utilize, if they made the attacks uh, have require you to not only dodge, but have to jump over, that is something more than just the typical, you know, something on the ground is expanding. Some color is expanding. And when it reaches the entirety of the expansion, it blows up or something like that. Right, like, right, like avoid attack avoidance. If you have to do- uh, jump in addition to jo- dodging, yeah. uh, depending on the nature of the enemy attack. Awesome. There's a whole nother mechanic there. It adds something rather than just replicates what everyone else is doing. From what I also remember playing, you could actually attack the enemies and, and launch them in the air and continue attacking them. Yep. Just like in the Darksiders game. Yeah, so so it's it's Darksiders combat, but from an isometric perspective. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of the environmental traversal that we're seeing here is that too. So, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, I am more excited now. Yeah, I am I'm definitely more excited. And and I may have mentioned it to you before, but this is actually the same artist um, who did Battle Chasers. Uh, so it's got Airship Syndicate uh, as well as a THQ, maybe. I wonder if they're going to have the Zelda puzzle solving um, in this. It wouldn't surprise me. The dungeon puzzle, puzzle mm-hmm. elements that they've had in here. And that would they be have cool. some in- interesting uh, environmental traversal. It's not like engrossing platformery at all it's like very typical prince of persia simplistic stuff very simple stuff like follow the line yeah yeah (laughs) you can't go anywhere else other than this direct way that we have a place for you uh yeah they and that's fine like yeah no that's that that's it's an isometric camera you can't really look around to gauge it's tough right yeah uh, so, yeah, they showed off some new environments. They showed off some new abilities and some core uh, creature cores, uh, which are kind of like huge, big attacks um, that you can do. So, again, a lot of a lot of new information 
coming out there. So I'm actually kind of re-excited for Darksiders Genesis. Yep. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eyes open. Then we have something you had wanted to speak about. Yes. And it kind of got me a little, little excitement here. Uh, y'all should be paying attention to this game. I'm paying, uh, I'm paying attention now. So I don't know if it's going to release in uh, on the Switch. I am hoping it will. It certainly isn't taxing graphically the history of the developer shows that it yes it should and the developer has released multiple games Mm -hmm. on nintendo platforms so this is a vanillaware mech rpg that is it looks like it's taking a direct uh it's it's notes directly from uh from evangelion uh because it is high school kids that eventually, I, I guess the world is getting attacked by. I don't, I don't know what it is that it's attacking. A lot of this information is in Japanese. The game has released in Japan. It's coming here into the states uh, sometime uh, first quarter or or early second quarter uh, next year to the PS4. That's what that's what's been announced. The game is called Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the game. I definitely encourage you to check it out. It's being made. It's developed by Vanillaware. Vanillaware has done a whole lot of awesome games that have very heavy RPG elements. They've done Odin Sphere. Uh, they've done Muramasa, the Demon's Blade, or Demon Blades. Um, they've also done Dragon's Crown, uh, which is another, like, in all of these games, you could tell it's a Vanillaware game because their art style is very distinct. It mm-hmm. is hand-drawn, hand-animated um, 2D uh, characters, and they will apply a lot of visual effects to those characters, a lot of um, stretching and skewing and and, and, and jiggly wit- whatnots of the characters. <laughs> uh, like, like re- they really, like, they take 2D animation uh, of sprites to the next level. I believe so. Yeah, and, I, I, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And, and if you look up uh, Muramasa Demon's Blade on the Wii, like that is a beautiful looking Wii game. And it's it's a Wii game. You don't expect beautiful art, but because it's 2D, it is beautiful stuff. And this game looks like a more story intensive character interaction intensive game. There's a lot of dialogue that I see here. And then when it goes into combat, now, once again, I don't fully understand what's going on here because it is in Japanese. But when it goes into combat, you're, these seemingly high school students are piloting <laughs> mechs. And using these mechs, they are defending the city. And it's not the camera's not zooming in on the street level action uh, and doing turn-based combat in that way. No, no, no. This is like large-scale epic. The camera zoomed all the way out. You can see the city. Like the buildings look like this big, They're like, really like tiny, inches yeah. in size, like like massive buildings. So you're like really far uh, scaled out and it's almost, you're getting like uh, a kaiju view of the action, but it's also being presented as if it's like a uh, like a helicopter or or satellite view right. of 
of the rampage that's going on within the city. Now, I mentioned kaiju. I didn't see any kaiju yet. I'm guessing that there's going to be kaiju. You, you want to see kaiju. I want to see kaiju. Where there's <laughs> mechs, there's bound to be kaiju. Uh-huh. Uh, but why, uh, what they have shown is like uh, alien robot or AI robot things invading the city and showing these students piloting these mechs attacking uh these uh these robots using special attacks uh turn based you have to worry about the positioning of these mechs uh the areas that could be targeted that it was you could sort of direct your attack so positioning was very much something that you had to worry about so there's a lot of tactical elements to the combat system Mm -hmm. to this uh turn-based it almost wasn't turn-based either uh it seemed like everything was happening at once yeah yeah because the enemies were moving almost in like a slow real time Mm -hmm. uh so this is different this is a unique unique thing and what got my attention was that famitsu reviewed this game the reviews just came out on famitsu and they reviewed it nine nine ten ten that's like a phenomenal score. That's that is almost yeah, perfect. That is almost perfect. That is a 9.5 on average. Famitsu typically doesn't give out such high praise scores for games like this. So keep an eye out. This game could be a very, very interesting hidden gem. And being made by Vanillaware, they have made games on Nintendo platforms before. So, And this game doesn't look like it'll be a problem to port to Switch. No, not at all. So yeah, that is 13 Sentinels Aegis rim yep. keep an eye on that one for sure definitely all right we have a few questions here from the listeners yeah. again if you'd like to submit a question you can email me at podcast at switchrpg.com you can contact me on twitter at the nerd basement or at switch rpg or just johnny at punk this punk, punk that punk this studios punk this studios yeah. you can get in t- contact with us anywhere really or on Discord. So we have a couple of questions from Discord. Hedge Knight Mike from Discord says or asks, besides RPGs, what's your favorite genre of game? Mm, that, that is a real good question. Do you have one right off rip? Strategy games. Man, that was actually what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, they're, games. they're they're to me, because I like RPGs, they're probably my obviously they're my preferred yeah. uh game. Uh, strategy RPGs are almost right there. You know, they're they're because there are so many RPGs, especially turn-based RPGs, where there's strategy involved. Not so much, you know, positional, things like that. But I, I like the whole planning out uh, aspect of strategy games. Planning ahead, that sort of stuff. Kind of a long view. Yeah, the, the bigger picture, the yeah. more meta side of, mm-hmm. of a conflict. Yeah. So, I mean... And that might be the trouble where Fire Emblem kind of falls into wherever, you know, the Game Awards. Uh, Classification. Yeah, issues. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they're very synonymous, RPGs and strategy games. Yep. But but they're not limited to just that because there's a whole lot of strategy games that are absolutely not RPGs like Civilization, yep. SimCity, uh, uh, Warcraft 3, mm-hmm. StarCraft, uh, uh Total War, although Total War, the newer ones are incorporating a lot. But again, those are games that kind of you have to, you know, you have to take the long view on things. You have to kind of, you know, plan out. And I and I kind of, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I was always I there were there were times in my younger days, uh, you know, you you had your sports games, but I was really into fishing games. I don't know why. I do. (laughs) I like to fish myself. 
Um, maybe that's just my ethnicity kind of, you know, peeking out. Um, but fishing game playing super black bass on super nintendo was i put i put so much stupid time into that game and i absolutely loved it and i and i every once in a while i will have the urge to buy a fishing game and i'll go out and buy it yeah i I think my sub you know after strategy i think it might be uh shooters really like looter shooters or uh, so so if I could just say shooters as a broad category, because I, I don't know if I could pick a choose between um, first-person shooters or space, like traditional space shooters. Because I absolutely love Star Fox, love Space Invaders. Okay, uh, so that's that's like two different ends of the spectrum for shooters. I mean, you can are. go you can go shoot them up. So you know your shmups. You can go yeah. Star Fox, where you space kind of fighting. Yep. Then you got third. You said third-person or first-person shooters. First-person, in particular, because I absolutely love. Perfect Dark. I think it's the best, still the best first-person shooter uh, in existence. That game is absolute genius. Uh, And, you know, Metroid Prime does fall somewhat in line with first-person shooter. So that's why I say shooter in a a broad sense. There's a lot of shooting in Metroid in general. But I would not put Metroid as the best first-person shooter. Because it's not. It's not. It's not. But... You know, Perfect Dark is a special, special game. I don't know why companies don't mimic that type of uh, presentation to a single-player campaign like Perfect Dark did. It it made single-player campaigns, like, absolutely phenomenal and brilliant uh, just with the multiple objectives, trying to figure things out. It was was a special, special thing. Yep. but yeah, I also love Star Fox. And for some reason, Nintendo can't figure out how to make a successor, <laughs> a proper successor to Star Fox 64. That it and baffles and, me. And uh, F Zero. <laughs> and F Zero. Oh, F Zero. Well, they, yeah, at no. least they went to GameCube right, and, right. and made, made it right. Also, uh, Sin in Punishment, Deep Cut over there. Sin in Punishment 2, I have on the Wii. And uh, that, is, um, that is another special. Another sp- special game. It's. It's a shooter. It, uh, I, yeah. I, I like shooters. Okay. I'm not. I'm Action not. games is also another one. Man, there's so many genres that yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. Racers with F-Zero. See, there's, the, you, can, you can go realistic racer. You can go kart racer. You Arcade. Can, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, style, yeah. there's so many different kinds of racers. Right. There is so many different kinds, but there is one best kind, which is the F-Zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fast racing. But, hey, we both agree. Strategy games. Strategy games is the next, that. The next one. Um, so, yeah, Hedge Knight Mike actually asked, asked three questions. Uh, with right. games as a whole picking up more traditionally RPG elements, what genre of game would you like to see? pick up more so those elements that you see in rpgs he wants Mm. to know where would you implement that in terms uh where would you implement some of those rpg mechanics in in another genre what would you like to see that implemented Hmm. you don't see many fighting games with some of these rpg mechanics i know there's a is there a dragon ball well that would depend on the rpg mechanics that you would incorporate into a fighting game personally now well, funny, Smash Brothers. Funny, <laughs> funny you mention uh, Dragon Ball because there is now most Dragon Ball games are fighting games. Mm-hmm. There is a very awesome. I am super excited for. I hope they nail it. I hope, hope, hope they nail it. Uh, Dragon Ball game 
that is an RPG, open world RPG that they are working on. It looks. Do you do you not know of this? I, I'm trying to remember the name of something. I if you, it, I think mentioned... it's called uh, Dragon. I will pull up the video. Uh, I think it's called like Dragon Ball Kakarot. Oh no, that I would. I don't know. But they actually, I thought they did actually have an RPG fighter uh, fighting game. This is legit. The have you ever like wished that they made a full fledged Dragon Ball RPG? Sure, in, like, in, like open world RPG. Have you ever wished for that? Because I have. Okay, <laughs> this is it. They actually like answered people. Like I love it when developers actually listen to what fans wanted and demanded for years. It took them forever to do it, but just from the game, they uh, showed this off during E3 this past year. It is a fighting game RPG, open world. I kid you not, this could be the Dragon Ball of your dreams. Right. Uh, so, if, as you mentioned, you know, fighting game, there RPG, uh, this looks like it, man. <laughs> right. And, it, and it's open world. So, after this fight, and it takes place over the Dragon Ball Z storyline, and it might even go into like the original Dragon Ball storyline, and it might even go past Z. I don't know how much of the story but what we're seeing right now and what they've shown off is like the famous fight between uh raditz and uh goku so they're duking it out and you can like smash each other in terrain and you'll deform the terrain as you see here like it is an epic scale fight and after this fight's over you can sort of explore the world and do like side quests and you can level up your character like it's so brilliant it's it's what it's very promising very promising all right back to the question though. <laughs> sorry for that sidetrack but dragon ball z kakarot that, that's so, the official name so would that be it would would you know no no, no. i don't i uh, when it comes to fighting game, if it's a non-competitive fighting game then sure absolutely there is a game that did that before which was hybrid haven but that wasn't really a player versus player that was a single player but it was like environment. It was like fire, fighting game mechanic, uh, a fighting game sort of combat system with RPG mechanics. Okay. That's what that game was. Um, but I would not want RPG elements in a fighting game. If I had to pick, I would probably. It depends on the nature of it, but I would probably say first person shooter. But well, you you kind of have that in in some. You have that a lot, but like what? Borderlands in Borderlands. That's the the one I'm I'm thinking. Oh, no. Borderlands is not an RPG. It's not an RPG at all? No. Okay. Borderlands, I mean, it has loot and leveling up, but that does not make an RPG in in my book. Uh, it, <laughs> you seem it, so it, disgusted it's, it's by RPG this. It's RPG elements, man. Borderlands <laughs> is not that good of a game. I like Borderlands. It's it's, it's another uh, well, one of those like bubblegum I like Borderlands games. 2. There's like a, a severe lack of depth. Uh, and you kind of get your fill after a few hours, yep. and that's kind of it. Everything else becomes a mi mix and repeat, mix, rinse, repeat, whatever type of thing. A genre. So I said first-person shooter, but... And I said of, Borderlands, and you almost yeah, threw up all over yourself. Well, a lot of shooters <laughs> do it, but what I had in mind was not stat-based progression, not level-up-based progression in, to introduce those. They're, they're already there in first-person shooters. So I'm thinking like, other RPG elements to incorporate into first-person shooters. So what I think is open world uh, and a world that you can, you know, Skyrim, right? That's That 
style of thing where you can just free roam, interact with individuals. I think there, there are a few games that have pulled this off to a certain degree. I think maybe Metro, uh, the Metro games have this to a certain degree. Yeah, I would consider them more like action yeah. adventure. And obviously Fallout. Everyone's probably screaming Fallout left yeah. and right. First yeah. person shooter RPG type stuff. Uh, so I kind of want to say like more Fallout style games, but those are like a little bit too well, RPG. Yeah, but I mean the shooting in Fallout is, is horrendous. <laughs> That's it they, is, they, exactly. they, it's so yeah. bad that they actually had to create a VAT system to kind of slow yeah. it and make make it more turn based in that aspect using the VATs in Fallout Three or, or I think it's in Four as well. Um, so. You know, in honest, I think every practically every uh, genre has, has incorporated mm-hmm. too much RPG elements. You see, uh, I mean, I hate to say this. I really hate to say it. You see it even in sports games, um, yeah. especially nowadays where, you know, your your teams grow and their stats change and they progress. And every year they're either better or worse, depending on how you use them. And so, I mean, they have those RPG mechanics in everything it's in sports games it's in sports games <laughs> it does not make them rpgs no it's in wrestling games you can level up your your wrestler okay or uh, at least the stats of your wrestler sure they've so done that they've at, been doing that for a while for a while yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean it's just it's hard to even come up with a, a genre or game that doesn't have it really yeah i think um you know, I, I think what needs to happen is RPGs need to latch onto something else beyond experience gaining and uh, and skill trees and uh, gear in order to progress your character. Uh, I think they need to latch onto some other mechanic uh, to sort of make their own. And if you ask me, the whole notion of leveling up, uh, you know, it's been done left and right center. There's different ways to have character progression and just, you know, not do it via level ups. Uh, right. Leveling up it has faults, has lots of faults. It leads to grinding and it leads to gating uh, of player progress until they hit a certain level. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, all, all of the game, I mean, not all the games. I mean, there's always a, a spot in a game where you just kind of. Yeah. slugging along where you're like all right now i need to go back and, and read i know for example battle chasers night war is a prime example where i'm cruising along cruising along all of a sudden you just you like you said that you hit that gate that wall the level wall, the yeah. level block and or you the just, level check i think they call yeah it. yeah and you just got to go back and get to that point where you can kind of proceed yeah and it's not that it's bad it's just it's already been done so many times mm-hmm. uh, can we please get somewhere this is why i i still think uh, why I still have like the Metroid and the and the uh, Zelda games as my number ones because their progress isn't based on how much stuff you kill. It's based on acquisition of fundamentally powerful new abilities. So the moment you acquire that, it's not this little tiny, almost negligible increment in power. It is sizable. It is meaningful. It's a whole new thing. And it's a whole new thing. It's it's a new, it's a physical new, you know, physical-ish new way that your character can interact with the world. Uh, where Zelda might be like a hookshot that now allows you not only to get new benefits in combat, but new uh, Areas to in, explore. Yeah, and exploration and, and traversal. So... You know, that 
way of handling things is very interesting. But also, it's also been done a whole lot. There's been a lot of Metro games, a lot of Zelda games. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of other games that mimic uh, those games as well. So uh, I just want different out-of-the-box stuff. Out-of-the-box thinking. Out-of-the-box. Good luck with that one. Yeah. All right. Last of his questions. Favorite games that are almost RPGs. I have one, like, right off the bat. <laughs> I didn't even have... When I looked at this question, um, I didn't even hesitate uh, yeah. for my answer. Oh. You, you're, you're smiling like that because you already know. It's Breath of the Wild. Yep. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games that is almost an RPG. You're right. It's almost an RPG. It's not quite there, but it, it, it's, a, it's a good game. A very good game. And uh, I will... Uh, you You'll know. agree? I will uh, <laughs> kind of say iterate the same thing, but with a different game. Okay, what game is that? Borderlands. <laughs> so I will say that uh, pretty much every Final Fantasy or JRPG, almost all JRPGs, are not quite RPGs. Now there are some caveats. I'm out of here. <laughs> And what I mean by that is... Uh, yeah, pl- please, yeah, before ones, you lose everyone, yeah, what the, the heck are you are, talking about? The ones that are linear in in progress, where, uh, like Final Fantasy Thirteen in particular, where it's the storyline and everything that you do, there's no path deviation, uh, where there's nothing else to uh, explore on the sideline. It's taking you from point A to point B to point C to point whatever wait i'm sorry i hate to interrupt 13 does open up i i I understand that it does eventually open up to more areas but you said final fantasy so i'm like think of final fantasy one two three like you went all the way to 13 but you said final fantasy jrpgs A a lot of uh jrpgs are linear on on their progression of 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 how you go through the storyline and there's no reason to all right if you come, if you think about it from the from the standpoint of Bethesda RPGs, okay, JRPGs are so much more linear than Western. Not all Western RPGs. Lots of Western RPGs are also very linear. But if you uh, look at it from the perspective of Fallout or Skyrim, where you could, or even Breath of the Wild, which is very non-linear, you could beeline it to uh, and progress the story or you could just do these absolutely crazy you could get to max level whatever that however you want to think of that uh just by doing side quests and exploring the world and completely ignore the main storyline the main path to victory of Mm -hmm. that game you could do that in fallout you could do that in skyrim and, and a whole bunch of those other western style rpgs but in jrpgs you cannot. At some point, you become hard blocked, uh, where you have to progress the main storyline in order to gain any more levels, to gain any more meaningful progress, to explore any more meaningful parts of the world or an environment. Uh, some JRPGs don't have this type of restriction, right? Uh, I think Tales of Game. Well, no, no, they, Tales yeah, of they does do it. Yep. does have it to a certain degree. Right now, they are some of them are a bit more open than others, but I would say like Xenoblade Chronicles X in particular. But yeah, that is yep. very open world where you kind of can go everywhere. Now they do gating, That's, they do the level check gating. Yeah, 
but they're not really gating too much. That's less of a JRP traditional yeah. JRPG. Uh, it's more of a Western. I would consider that almost a Western open world RPG. It, it straddles the line of both of them. Yeah. So, you know, I would say a lot of these games that are being hailed as uh, excellent RPGs are a bit more linear. But that's, they're their, still they're still RPGs. They're still RPGs, but they are. It's almost like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing to a certain degree. Okay. And I'm just saying, once you once you go into RPGs that are fully open, right? Like Chrono Trigger, right? A very open. Now it is linear in some parts, and then it expands and opens up in other parts. And eventually, and it doesn't take very long, you get to a part where it's very open. You can do mm-hmm. a lot of different things very much out of order. Uh, that's what makes Chrono Trigger very amazing. And one of those JRPGs that that absolutely... Uh, is meaningful in different in in many different uh in many uh ways but there are a lot of them that are very linear uh bait and kados comes to mind as a very very linear rpg and because it's so linear it almost feels like what's the difference between that and an uncharted game or a or the last of us it's just the combat system and the fact that the character levels up big whoop that's, well, th- that's that's potentially it's uh, still a linear progression, a linear of, story. Now, so story. so for um, for just for the sake of argument, you're you're putting a lot of weight on uh, as far as what determines an RPG and RPG. Uh, you're putting a lot of weight into choice. Yeah, that's I, I think choice is a very important part of it. I'm not saying it's required. Well, but I'm yeah, yeah. it is very important. Like not not necessarily choice, but more so player agency, which ties into choice. So making sure that the player's choices are gonna be impactful in some meaningful way right. in the gameplay or in the story. So you're wanting your other elements. So yeah, you're wanting your choices to uh to deviate the story into yeah. whatever direction well, you ju- choose. Ju- just allow for more player freedom. Okay. Right. Instead of instead of gating the player to such uh, massive degrees, so if I had to pick an actual game for this, I would say Prey is a very much an almost RPG. Okay. Just kind of just talking. I got I got it out of you. <laughs> talking out of you. So yeah, that, that was a good. Prey's my pick. Good healthy discussion there. We'll have to dive deeper into that in another episode. Uh, one more question. I think we're actually going to wrap it up after this one. So um, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to say this, but Elias, uh, one of our staff members, a staff writer, uh, what Dorman RPG series would you like to see make a return? Now, we've answered this a few times, a few different ways. Sure. A few a few uh, times. So, yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you got oh, for a Dorman? I got the best one. I, I mean, I... <laughs> I got the I, best one. I can already almost guess what this is going to be, but go ahead. Go ahead. Get it off your chest. Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle. How did I Ogre know? Battle. Please give me Ogre. Not Tactics Ogre. Not Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre is fine. It's fine, but it's more recent. Give me Ogre Battle. Give me okay. Ogre Battle 3. Give me, you know, the rise of the queen, Lord Queen, right? Give me Ogre Battle, whatever. Oh. Ogre Battle 128. So, Whatever so, you want to call so it. So you want you want Ogre Battle back. Give me Ogre Battle. It is so, so good. It's still one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Ogre Battle 64. Absolutely amazing. Storyline's excellent. The music's excellent. Just the sheer scope of that game is excellent. It's just excellent. 
<laughs> it's excellent. It's no, I, 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 yeah, and you've uh, multiple endings. It has a crazy amount of endings too. I don't know why you, why, why, why do we need to? I beat the game and I got the bad ending, man. <laughs> Just because you're, you're, you're not so good. I am not so good. Um, but yeah, but why not? Why not mother? Would you not want mother? Nah. Nah. Mother's all right. It's um, you know, it, it's a very simplistic battle system, which is kind of what d- uh dissuades me from mother. Okay. Um But I mean, you could you could I mean, it's a dormant series, so you can bring it back and make it whatever you want. It doesn't technically have I, to live up to what it used to be. Right, but they've already so um what's that game from Toby? Toby Undertale? Undertale is kind of a spiritual sequel to Mother. And yeah. and a lot of indies will kind of make their their own take motherly take on, on <laughs> motherly yeah. take. Uh, I, I like that. How about like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, Ta- so they already did Tactics Advance. They you know that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but that's more recent than Ogre Battle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's more recent. We're never gonna. <laughs> there, there's been there's been a lot of tactics. Final Fantasy tactics style games, right? Uh, the um, those one I recommended, uh, I don't know, like two weeks ago. Or whatever. Well, you have a, a mobile uh, Fire uh, Emblem Heroes. Well, was, you can was, just play that. It was that Seal game, that Artist Seal or Artemis Seal or whatever. The Artist Seal. You still? Oh, Kiss from a Rose guy. <laughs> no. No, no, it's, it's a game. It's on Switch. It's a it's a tactical. It looks like Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. Fell Seal. Fell Seal. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fell Seal. I knew exactly what you were talking about the whole time. Um, yeah, no, What's I mean, yours? What's yours? I mean, you can see the mother, uh, a reimagining of the mother series. I really don't like Undertale. I think it looks, it just looks horrific. That is a RPG that I have to play. I haven't played it yet. Uh, it's got, it's scored so highly that I cannot ignore it. It's on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. It's just, I will get to it. I know there's like a bunch of different endings you can get. It's just visually and it, it just does, it does nothing for me. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother a lot of people, but for some reason, it's just like a, I just can't do it. Just can't do it. So, so mother. Yeah, why not mother? Uh, I'd like to see a real Final Fantasy Tactics um, game, like no? an official like Final, uh, Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics three. Final Fantasy uh, Tactics done maybe in the style of like a Fire Emblem, uh, something similar. Uh, Play to- Tactics Ogre. <sighs> On Game Boy Advance, right? I think it's called Night of Lotus. Okay. Holy Night of Lotus or something like that. Yeah, but that's like so many years ago. And you know what? Like the tactics, the Final Fantasy tactics games are great and all that, but, you know, Fire Emblem? Probably a bit better. Okay. All right, so I'm not... It's just combat's a little bit... Yeah, but you're always going to improve on that. So, you know, a lot of the... I don't know. What are they going to do? They're going to do the job system again. I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at an enemy to get 10 experience again. Get 100 experience, you level up again. All right, you're, you're poo-pooing my dreams, and I don't like it. Uh, it Final Fantasy Tactics is great. Um, they'd have to they'd have to prove something with mm-hmm. the new one. Sure. Uh, but there's been lots of Final Fantasy-like tactics-like games that have done it that have come out very recently, mm-hmm. like this year, Felsio, as I mentioned. Uh, even kind of Fire Emblem kind of does a little does bit of that a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit uh i'm not saying that fire emblem is a definitive because it doesn't have the terrain elevation stuff coming into play but you know there's been lots of games that mimic that mm-hmm. but there has been almost nothing that mimics ogre battle we'll write a letter we have you better start writing i don't know what you're waiting on but Time. 
time waiting wait for <laughs> for to get some free time um all right so upcoming rpgs there are none yeah for the this the the rest of the week there are no releases good uh, yeah so that means you better work on fire emblem I, that's what i'm doing you better work on some of these games everybody work on your backlogs that's homework i figured out why i'm taking so long on fire emblem uh, i know why you're a min maxer. You're trying to get every little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing on hard. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it because because you know as I said, my girlfriend is playing through New Game Plus, and yeah. she put in like twenty. Right now, I'm at 116 hours into the game, and I'm still only on chapter like 16 or something like that. And I'm wondering, I'm like, why am I taking so much time? And I notice on the save file it says hard. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm playing on hard instead well, of normal. That's well, why. Well, that'll, that's good though. That's a nice challenge. You can, Min-maxer. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so yeah, work on your backlogs. Um, I did, we did have a, uh, an off topic, kind of a main topic uh, to kind of discuss, but we're running really, really late here. So we'll save that for next week. We could just go into it and then leave this recording, like snip it out, edit out this recording and then. Dump it wherever. We just won't let them know. We won't let them know. We won't let them know. It'll be a secret. It'll be very much, very much a secret. All right. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up today's episode for the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to each... You can listen to this show each and every week at SwitchRPG.com. Why do I always stumble on that? Um, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on the platforms. And remember, head over to Switch RPG for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Boop.